Gate 14 podcast. Toronto Blue Jays just lost an absolute stinker to the Detroit Tigers, but it's fine. That's three series wins in a row for this team. Avery is burnt as fuck. Holy shit. What's up, man? What are you, how are you doing? Good. Got on the golf course today, but got back in town to watch some of the game. Disappointing end of the series, uh, but you're going to have stinkers from time to time. I don't think it's telling. The only part I would say it's telling of is the seven, eight, nine hitters stink out loud right now <laughs> terrible terrible jr what's up buddy not much and burnt as burnt as a pop tart over there yeah yeah Holy burnt shit. as a crisp but uh yeah no i mean yeah it's uh it's a bit it's been a big week for the boys if you're listening to this we're one day away from kikuchi corner i'm pumped for that we have an announcement coming up about it tomorrow if you're listening you probably already know but uh we're gonna release a graphic we're doing a meet and greet on saturday at two o'clock outside of gate 14 all the everyone's everyone better show up show up show out for the boys i'm pumped for it and then uh tomorrow or today technically we have the score bet thing which is the jersey swap and uh yeah it's, it's a big week but let's go into the website sales i just want to start it off by saying thank you to everyone that purchased it man i mean uh the money's about to hit my account for all the purchases it's a lot <laughs> it is a lot of money like there's the orders have been insane and uh 20 likes and I'll put it on a two teamer. Uh <laughs> but no, it's crazy, man. The orders have been insane. I'm pumped. The people are excited, man. And uh it's just cool to finally have an on-demand website where we don't have to like force people to have like a week to get it, right? Right, JR? Yeah. Well, we've been we're a work in progress, but it seems like the uh orders will go out next week, which is good. Um yeah. but yeah, thanks for everyone who uh who supported it's going to be awesome seeing the gate 14 merch in the roger center and yeah saturday i'm excited because i'm hearing numbers Absolute the boys are showing numbers. up dude the, the entire section is sold out besides the last two rows so it um it's going to be fun i'm excited for it and uh i'm excited to just see kikuchi pitch live the new and revamped you <laughs> say kikuchi against tampa bay rays uh it could either go two ways and i think both ways are funny in my opinion uh he carves where it's like everyone is going bananas in the section like the k's are being held up which me and jr are making tomorrow or he gets absolutely fucking dog walked and everyone is just laughing at me videotaping me and it's good content for the vlog so i'm excited to go to the roger center uh tomorrow and saturday and uh it's gonna be awesome what do you guys think how it looks like i think it looks awesome man except like the four foot uh cornhole games that just don't really make sense but other than that it's pretty cool it's a nice little wrinkle on what we've had some of the shots from the 500s looking towards the field look just as shitty but um, i think with the roof open that place looked like a good time there is so many goddamn people at those bars and i said it before i'll say it again i said i want to fall in love at park social i've changed my mind if you're not falling in love at the corona lounge this summer just try again yeah it, listen it's a place to be for young singles in the city. Yeah, it's like looking for local singles near you. Try the Corona rooftop patio at Absolutely. the Rogers Center. I'm pumped for it. Like me and Avery, obviously, this is my first Blue Jay season in years that uh, Johnny G has been single for. I'm excited <laughs> for it. I'm excited for it, man. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I hope to find love at the Corona rooftop patio. Obviously, if you're not, just try again. Um, maybe just go on a nice little date to Schneider's corner. Maybe go on the, on the teeter tater of the fuck that what's that thing called? Seesaw teeter totter. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, if you're not going on a blind date, doing something, taking, taking a hinge girl out to the Corona lounge. 
you got to just doing it wrong, man. Just yeah. doing so, it wrong. And all of our listeners for the meet and greet Saturday, like I mentioned, Avery is going to be with a girl, humble brag. Please just pump Avery's tires. Like, I'm not saying, like, thanks for the Ferrari this weekend. <laughs> thanks for this. Thanks for that. Thanks for saving my life. Just pump his tires a little bit. Like, man, I love this guy. You don't, you better not fuck this up. I love this guy. I might be the best at that. I actually genuinely do think I am the best wingman on the planet because I am so good at pumping people's tires that it's just my go to line is, is like, listen, I, I'm going to take my bias out of this. But if I had a sister, I'd let this guy date her. That's, that's I'm going to take my, that's, that, a, that's good a good line. line. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good wingman move. I'm, I probably don't need it, but. You know, some nice things. Said it's good to just throw in a couple extra. Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't hate if you guys said nice things about me. Like that's, you can't say no to that ever. Yeah, um, no, exactly. But no, yeah, it's, uh, I might be there for the meet and greet. It's a little bit of it, but, um, definitely going to be there inside Kikuchi's corner cheering my absolute fucking hardest. I'm, I'm so excited. I don't think we know what we're getting ourselves into yet. I don't know if I said this on the pod last week. I feel so bad for little Timmy. And little John with their parents <laughs> who bought tickets in 530 before we did. Um, so for that, I'm going to apologize in advance, but there's nothing I can do about it. The Kikuchi game is going to get rowdy and there's legit nothing we can do. All right, okay, so let's go over some of the chants. I'm thinking like one of the chants should be you say cares. You say cares. Or like yeah. something like the like I it it hot because the thing is we want to get noticed, right? I think we will get noticed with the red K's everywhere, obviously, but um you we, we want to get noticed and we have to like just have that European soccer style, right? Like where it's like you're always up and cheering when you say's pit, not standing up obviously, but you're always cheering when you say's going. So like the you say cares, all that stuff. We need to get the people going with this and get the yeah. K's up and everything. You sigh might be a good one. Yeah, but you're gonna have to be the ringleader, Johnny. You're the guy at the European soccer event who's starting everything. I almost think we should have a drum. If someone brings a drum to Kikuchi Corner, we will use it. Yeah. We will most definitely use it. I just, I'm so excited for it because it's like, we have an entire year left to this and I'm hoping he's in the rotation uh, for the entire year, but we have an entire year for this. And uh, I think if we do like five major Kikuchi corners, they could go crazy. Yeah. Like just specific days, especially yeah. once the shirts come out. Yeah. It'll be crazy. I'm excited for it. So that's a, uh, that's for that. But uh, going back to the meet and green stuff like that, it'll be at two o'clock. Uh, outside of gate 14 we'll get the graphic out and everything like that i'm pumped to just see the people again man i haven't seen the master gator since uh all-star wild card uh or al wild card game which was a fucking catastrophe so i'm excited for it and uh we got a camera guy ready so shout out to him i'm pumped for that as well so the content's gonna be buzzing the content is going to be buzzing and i can't wait to see people rocking the gate 14 shirts man i just can't wait for it but uh yeah so make sure you pump avery's tires if you and 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 I like actually that goes for all of us. If any of you guys see me, Jr. Avery at a Jays game and there's a female with us, just go a little bit extra harder. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying for the boys. Okay, that's all I'm saying. But one thing that I want to talk about before we get into the all this uh, Jays talk stuff like that is uh, the hub stuff. Where do you guys stand with that? I body bagged him, right? Like that was that was like a good old fashioned Johnny G body. Well, let's bag. just let's just start with you, just getting the wrong player. I got I admitted it though. Yeah, you did. I admitted Which is it. Fun. I was like, when did he talk about Clark Schmidt? And I went back and rewatched the clip and just because I thought he was talking about Michael King, who's now hurt, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, you getting the wrong pitcher, awesome way to get him to respond. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
pretty pretty genius so he responds to that what's his comment back it was uh, I didn't say it was something along the lines of like I didn't say that, um, and then you just totally ignored the fact that at that point, which was awesome, because he yeah. him chirping us and us chirping back at him while keeping it civil is only good for us, right? It was we were civil, our listeners were not. They that's not, went, our, that's not our problem. Yeah, we don't control that, but they went after him. I mean, he got bodied by a couple kids, like calling kids calling him little bro and shit. It was crazy, but I don't know. I, listen, I. A lot of it was joking, but he definitely took it personal by calling us our, a little podcast. Yeah. That was like a serious chirp from him. That yeah, wasn't like, a fuck around. He thought he hurt our feelings. It's okay. No, that's what I'm saying, though. But him saying that was like, all right, now this is fighting words. Now I'm going to old takes expose you with the Barstool Carl. Uh, yeah. You like sucking us off to come on Barstool Baseball. So I, it was a, it was just a where were you body bag from me? I feel like I, that was just all time. I, I I'll never have something on someone that well in my life ever. You think you'd be civil with hubs if you saw him? Oh, for sure. I wouldn't like. I, I'm not like a I, th- listen for the li- for the listeners that are out there and like the haters and stuff like that. I am not a confrontational guy. I'm not a confrontational guy. If I hate you, I will either one not talk to you or two. If you have to say something to me first, and I'll do it to you. If you if you're respectful to me, I'll be respectful to you. That's how I roll. You, but I will not be respectful to you first. Does that sound <laughs> fucked up? Does that sound fucked up? I want you to be respect. And maybe someone put that on a quote. You be respectful first. It's you and then me. I can't do it first. I'm not that guy. It's by far the worst quote like of all time, right there. <laughs> it's a good philosophy to run your life by. But I guess we can go into the Blue Jays talk. No, but now, it, so. sorry, a final thoughts on it. Just good, good Twitter fun. No, no issues. I think Johnny won that round. So what? That's two rounds to two zero. And up. Two and two, up. Yeah. So uh, this is probably going to be a ten round fight, twelve round fight. So as long as we get some early. Where do we- you stand though? Should we go on their stuff now? Like, if they ask us to hop on a stream or something, like, I feel like it's better for a Yankees J stream if we do our own stream, right? I, yeah, but I, 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 think don't, maybe, I don't feel like it'd benefit them. I mean, if it's a, it's a Yankees stream, we'd go on. Of course, they'd hate us there. That's what but, I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know if I'd hop on, like, a Barstool baseball stream, Yankees versus Jays, like, us versus Hubs, you know? I don't think I would do that. No, they can fly us to New York for it, though. Yeah, for sure. If they want to get that going, I could definitely do that. So, no, but I think it's only good for us as long as they don't. As long as we keep it civil. Any publicity right now, good publicity. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Unless we get arrested at the corona. Yeah, we won't. That won't be happening. Unless we fall in love. Unless we got arrested for falling in love too hard. But uh, (laughs) let's go into uh, some of the Blue Jays talk. So today we made a video on Twitter. And like I said, I respect the Jays Journal guy. I respect Eric. He does a great job over there with them. But his article, I don't know if it was taken out of context. I'll be honest with you. Hand up. I didn't read it. I, I didn't read the article. I just saw that him saying, like, we got to be better than this fan. Um, I, I read that... the article. I read the article. Oh, you read the article. Can, can you give people maybe like a little so background? It was weird. The it just, there wasn't a lot of detail into what really happened. He said he said a fan went up to the gate as he was uh, chasing Shreve was coming on the field. It kind of like walked him down and was yelling at him. And if there was no real details, he said there's no video. I saw it with my own eyes. So for me, it was just like kind of poor reporting on it with no video or hearing what he said. So it's like as much as that could have been taken out of context, there was pretty much no context given except what he saw with his eyes and he couldn't explain or show it to anyone. So you had to trust him at that point. 
So for me, it's like, I, I don't really know, man. And then we see the video, which is a little bit different of the fan walking up, kind of yelling at him. Shout out to the fan. As long as he didn't say anything malicious, happy to have him on which board. Which seems here. like he did it because the t- AJ Hinch said he's fine with it. All yeah. the Tigers players said they're cool with it. So that's why I don't understand why we took that out of context like yeah, that. The Blue Jays knew what they were doing, putting the fans that close. You said Joe Musgrove got spit on at Yankee Stadium. Yes, he did. Joe Musgrove, when he was with the Astros, when they won the first World Series, he said he was in the bullpen and got, and him and Garrett Cole were getting spit on by Yankee fans. Spit on. So it's like you go to those places in division. I don't know why you wouldn't want to make your environment pretty hostile as well. As long as you keep it civil, someone's going to throw a beer at a reliever, and that person should be sent to hell for a lifetime. Um, But no, I, I have literally no problems with it as long as they're being civil i mean obviously there's gonna be swear words we can't talk without swearing either but they're you don't say any racist, a couple beers in you yeah, yeah racist rude shit with kids around and stuff like that they should be yelling at them that's why they're there it was the most it, listen if you're a betting man it was minus twenty thousand that that guy was a gate 14 listener i mean that was him tweeting at us and shout out matt by the way matt pasquale uh Italian boy, good old Italian boy, Commanders fan. Yikes! Um, yeah, he was. Uh, it was like that when I saw him tweet at me, I just double checked it at first. I was like, "Wait, what?" And then he was like, "Gate fourteen forever," and I was like, "Yep, this guy's a gate." I, he's been following us for a while, so I was like, "This guy is the most. This is the most stereotypical gate fourteen listener on the planet," and I respect it. Respectful, like we are. We don't come at people like we don't go low blows. Respectful. Great at chirping, I'm assuming. Likes to have a couple beers and likes watching the Blue Jays. The most Gate 14 listener of all time. That's how I can describe who that guy was. Yeah, we. I wanted to know what he said, as long as it was okay. But from even the article, it didn't seem like he was saying stuff. First first and foremost, he didn't get kicked out of the game. If so it was, must, Yeah, and there was a cop there, too. So the cop could have said he said something fucked up. Yeah, like if they're going to. So if you say something really bad, people in your section are going to tattle on you and say that you should leave. I full heartedly believe that. Especially so, if there's kids there. So I yeah. I do like that concept, though, general admission, just bleacher seats in the outfield. That looks awesome, dude. That looks awesome. I'm I wish, actually, we, I wish we were there for opening day to kind of just get the rundown as well to report back. But next episode, we will have our full ranking. I think we're going to do, we said that on the vlog, right? We're going to do the... Uh, the the previews we're gonna give ratings for all the bars and stuff like that because we'll probably be there obviously pretty early so we can able we can be able to do that so i'm pumped for that um next thing i want to talk about we, we missed this in the last episode but it's vladdy saying that he wants to be a blue jay for life um what are we waiting for i, I don't what are we waiting for dude like just want to make them unhappy like i i don't understand why they're just not and vladdy said they had discussions but they were way off of each other so it wasn't really discussions. so where do you guys stand with that, man? It's just like, give the dude a blank check. He wants to be here for life. Like, how many players have wanted to be a Toronto Blue Jay for life? Not many. Not fucking many. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's going to be the first, like, real big deal the Jays have done, like, of double-digit years. Like, I would be my guess, right? Yeah. So. It worked well for Barrios. <laughs> he was only well, seven, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seven or six. Um, it's just I don't know. Maybe it's maybe Rogers needs like some sort of approval on this or something like that. Something's going on, on the back end. But if you give him the big deal, then 
Bichette and and Manoa come calling, but Manoa's kind of losing his value right now. But uh, it, we're in a pickle with these contracts because <laughs> you got Chapman, right? And Chapman's gone. Chapman's yeah, gone. Chapman, I want to say this yeah. though. Credit to me. I will match whatever the Toronto Blue Jays sign Ch- Matt Chapman with in thousands. So if the Jays, I will donate it to the Toronto Blue Jays Foundation. So if the Toronto Blue Jays sign Matt Chapman for $220 million, I'll give $2,200 to the Blue Jays Foundation. I will do that. So just know, Toronto, you don't get the money Matty back. Ch- you don't, you're, not, you're not signing Matty Chopsticks. You, you hate charity. Just want to make that clear. So I will match, and I and I'm leaving myself in. So, so if the Jays don't sign him back, I could say was really willing to give that to charity. I really wanted to give that twenty two hundred to charity or whatever it's going to be. He's going to get a shit ton now. The dude is raking. So uh, yeah, I, I I want Vladdy to be a Blue Jay for life, obviously, as everyone does. And Avery, do you think? I know the numbers are there and stuff like that, but do you think this is the best we've ever? I know we talked about this last episode, but this is the best I've ever seen Vladdy. He has the one of he is second lowest in the league in strikeout rates per at-bat. And I'm pretty sure he has the most barrels per plate appearance. Or it's hard, insane. Hard baseball. This is the so best we've me, ever seen. So, so I I agree. He's The zone contact, great. The walks, great. The swing and miss isn't really there right now. Swing at pitches in the zone again. Super happy. So I think the Jays have fucked this up by having his probably worst year, maybe not of what his career will be, but you come off a down year after potentially MVP, you would think his stock is down to get a deal done. And yes. that's when and that's when you kind of mm-hmm. pounce on it, you think, um, from the team. So me really I'm really shocked that they didn't get a deal done over this offseason. Yeah, you buy low, sell high. That's uh they that's should know that as a business, man. They should definitely know that. It's just that's a really good point. Fuck, I didn't even really think about that. They could have probably locked him up for something, at least something reasonable. Yeah, they probably and- would have got him on something like what the Braves have done. Okay, maybe not to that extent, but he comes off a down year. That's I think that's when you try. You could say the same for chopsticks, too. Yeah. Right? Chapman, one year left. Maybe you extend him two, three years, give him some, give him a little bit more money than he would expect after a down year last year. I mean, he could right? almost he could almost make double of what he would have made. This offseason, it feels like if he did an extension, hundred percent, especially with the Manny Machado stuff uh, off the market now. So, yeah, Jays have really shot themselves in the foot with all these guys. And I there's mean- so again, sorry, there's so many teams that need third baseman. The New York Yankees need a third baseman, and the Los Angeles Dodgers are going to need a third baseman. Those two teams are going to spend up the ass for Matt Chapman or the like, even the Mets maybe. Yeah, Matt's need a third baseman. Easy out Escobar is over there. So <laughs> I don't know if Brett Beatty can play third, but he should be their third baseman for sure. Yeah, it's uh it's a hot market. So I guess we won't look too de- too deep into that. But yeah, I just I I had to bring up the Vladdy stuff, man. It's like there's more Vladdy talk this week, right? Uh Blair and Barker. No shout outs to them, no free no ads. No free so. ads. Um, but they said that Vladdy had a bunch of representation in town and his uh Pedro was there as well, like his agent, his financial advisor. So maybe there was some talks again going on, but uh obviously nothing coming of that. Yeah, so let's go into the series. Um, one thing that really stood out to me this series, and this is completely off the field, is Pedro Martinez pretty much saying in the booth, I want to take Jose Barrios under my wing and to coach him. I've already talked to him, all this type of stuff. 
Is tomorrow a legacy start for Jose Barrios? Is that a legacy start post Pedro Martinez? Like, where where are we at here, Abe? Where are we at with this? Well, nothing nothing changed. He hasn't coached him up yet. He just told he him. He said he talked to him. Maybe those words of wisdom. Maybe. Fuck, he needs more than words to fix what he's been doing almost. He needs a fucking robot to fix his arm. He needs the hand of God to fix what he's been doing. Legacy start? No, but it could change the season around, Johnny. Let me tell you, this start. 13-0 or 12-0 Tampa Bay Rays come to town. The Blue Jays favored in this game, I'm almost positive. Yeah, they are. They are. Minus 125. Maybe the freest money of all time. Well, hear me out with this. This would be the most Toronto Blue Jays thing of all time, right? 100%. Let's make that as clear. It was the, a look-ahead spot tonight. The, the Toronto Blue Jays get their dick shoved in by the Tigers tonight, by the Tigers pitching. Jose Barrios gets his dick shoved in, loses to the Royals and the Angels, and then carves the best team in baseball. This is what's going to happen. I'm not going to guarantee it, but this is the most Toronto Blue Jays thing ever. Let's make that as very clear. That's like... This is as like uh, Bradley Zimmer hitting a home run off Verlander. Like that, that is how crazy this is going to be. And you know, it's going to happen tomorrow. A hundred fucking percent. Yeah. It's the weirdest shit of all time. Well, guaranteed to happen. So it's nice for us that we won today, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this on Friday. But fuck, man, it's a, it would be a huge step forward confidence wise for a guy who looks like he's struggling with his confidence. To have a good outing against the Rays. Is, is it the mouth guard that has to go? That's where I'm at with it. Maybe like switch well, things I up, think, man. So, so he has a small mouth guard in right now. Trying to be Steph Curry. I think <laughs> if he goes like Chris Johnson, big no. football mouth guard, it could, it could change <laughs> with everything. The yeah. With the strap? With the strap hanging down on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a fit. Like someone just ate a fish and the tail is out of the fucking mouth. That would be funny. Go full blown. <laughs> Oh, just full put, a, put a big ass mouth guard in his mouth might help him yeah as well. yeah for sure that would be so goddamn because funny who that. was it um mlb network and harrison bader chews on something while he hits right yeah to relax his jaw to help him out so maybe brios is doing that maybe he needs to be it's tense not working again. maybe he needs no. to be tense yeah maybe brios needs to go back to being like literal like, ass cl- cheeks clenched yeah grind your teeth till they're fucking raw a hundred percent because that's that's like do whatever you were doing in minnesota brios that's that's well that's Walker you wasn't or, a pitching coach there. we'll always have dude we'll always have jose brios 2020 god it's like that verbal meme of vince mcmahon he was special <laughs> he was special yeah we and we always have the 13 strikeout phillies game or oh god i was there live too and bryson was just like he this guy's nasty <laughs> Little did we know he'd be the literally like a a witterly pitching machine. So yeah, that's uh that's just absurd. So what but do we think? Thing... Let, let's let's guess the line for tomorrow then. I okay, Jerry, not... you go first. Jerry, you go first. Let's guess the line. What's the line? We'll be there. We'll be seventeen rows up. Thank you. The score, by the way. Shout out the score. The score bet. Score bet. Sorry. Shout out the score so bet. What are we? What are we predicting here? The his line pitch, of his what? pitching line. <laughs> I go. He goes. He goes five innings for earn. That's pretty pretty bad start. Yeah. Yeah. Like similar. Come on, things. Jr. That's an Avery take, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying what I think. Okay, that's fine. J- Avery, what are you saying, buddy? Uh, he goes five and a third, eight strikeouts, three earned. That's a great outing. That's yeah. a great out. A win is a win. A win is a win. That's a what? great outing. I will take that. Um, 
I'm going to try to be as realistic as possible here. Okay. Six innings, four earned runs, 10 punches. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yep. He the Rays the haven't seen and... pitching like this before this year. Who have they faced? What no, they, pit, got, what... they got a great arm in Corey Kluber today. Oh God, Red Sox. We'll we'll talk about that later. They fucking suck. But yeah, that's a good that's a good line. That's a decent line. So we'll see. Well, hopefully we don't get old takes exposed on this. Hopefully my take ages like wine and Jr. gets just bodied by uh, the Jr. <laughs> truthers out there. Um, another thing I want to talk about. Vladdy has a burger. We didn't talk about this signature burger. I ate it and I got called a fat, unathletic piece of shit fuck by a Yankee fan in the and bad w footwork with me. too. Getting that burger, yeah, bad footwork in there. Should I do a taste test on this tomorrow? I don't know if there's an AMW in Guelph. I should probably shouldn't have disclosed my location, but anyways, it, should I try it? Should I try? It? I, I give a little taste yeah. test for the people, the common man. People know where you live, but you have to do it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it after the gym. I'll get a uh, A&W burger, give a live review. Uh, maybe probably get a cease and desist from A&W about it, but that's just that's just a uh, rest we're willing to take. But So we'll, we'll, we'll start with game one here. Alec Manoa, learn Chinese. Uh, where are you at with Alec Manoa here, Avery? Because we were on stream for it, and this dude was just, one, giving up barrels, two, throwing like 91, 90. I don't know what the fuck happened to this guy. And three was just couldn't throw a strike to save his life. And when he did, it was a cock shot. So where are you at with Manoa? What are the advanced metrics saying? Maybe give us a little background here. Uh, I can look at the advanced metrics here in a second, but it's just hard hit baseballs nonstop seems to be the main issue. I mean, the, so you go on baseball savant, you look at a box score, it gives you flames on balls, how many balls were hit over uh, 95. And it's the walks too. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't take anyone with a brain to know that he's walking just way too many people at this point. Five again, only three strikeouts. To me, it almost looked like he was tipping his pitches. That's how on them they were. And it could have been like the slider in the to a right-handed hitter. He was throwing sliders that would consistently land in the left-handers batter's, batter's box. And just the bat's not even off their shoulder. That's never in the zone for a chance for them to hit it. And they just had no, like just nothing there for him. He wasn't. Again, he wasn't good. A big moment. What? Three out of his last four starts have been in big games, and he's kind of pissed down his leg like Johnny. So, well, um, for me, I'm going to look into some of the advanced metrics here, but it, it's kind of disappointing when everyone in the in the world was saying that he was going to regress. And I was at the I was at the part where Chris Bassett, like the expected statistics are going to say he's going to get hit harder because he gives up hard contact and you get kind of lucky, good defense behind him, unlike Kevin Gosman, and everyone's saying he's going to regress. I thought he's going to get away from it, but it's just, he's just not at all, man. Eight whiffs, mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, four of them came on a slider through 32 of them. Two of them came on the sinker. Uh, zone contact percentage on these pitches is nuts. So the sinker, if they were swinging at a sinker in the zone, they were making contact 92% of the times. If they were swinging at a slider in the zone, they were making contact 100% of the time. And if he's throwing a four-seam, it was 86% of the time. He threw it in the zone and they swung. They were making contact. So it's just hard good. hit. It's just hard hit baseballs, man. It's going to be tough. Velo's down everywhere. Spin rate's down everywhere again. Not, I can't Should say anything good about Should we just use the he's hurt excuse? No, because people have said, I didn't really pay attention to his velo but he got up to 94 again 94 one with the sinker and 94 one with the four seam 
So it's like it's not down by a ton, but four seam fastball year average is down pretty much a whole mile an hour. The best way to describe it is he got that Jose Barrios in him. That that was the most Jose Barrios start I've ever seen out of him yesterday, bro. That's what it was. Feels like Jose Barrios gets shelled a lot worse. Mm-hmm. It's the Alec Manoa walks that just kill him and are deflating. There was two back-to-back innings kind of in the middle of his appearance where he seemed to find a release point again. It was just way out of sorts early. And it's frustrating as fuck to watch when people don't throw strikes, obviously, uh, especially Alec Manoa. Yeah, it's just and, – and he said, uh, I'll bounce back, <laughs> um, which is like, fuck, man. This is a, just such a Jose Barrios comment, but I don't know. Jared, what do you what do you think about Manoa? Yeah, it's, it's just like – we mentioned it last time after his last start and just saying how the people who said they regressed are probably cheering that they they might be right. But, I mean, it hasn't looked good, man. Like, he's always been, though, a little wild. Like, it's always been – this was For the sure. thing last year, too. Like, it kind of plays to what he tries to do in the sense of keeping the batters guessing. Um but no, I think it's it's definitely concerning. Like, holy shit! It is. Uh, it's not good. That's for sure. It's not it's, good. It's not good at all. Okay, let's let's, uh, look, let's look at this here. Little okay. quick thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it was based on balls per nine last season. Probably his best season. It was at two three three. This season six seven five. Jesus fuck. He's a low batting average on balls and play guy. So it's like you get some hard contact, but he usually gets pretty lucky. Only 256 compared to 244 last season. So there's not really anything crazy there. He's given up more fly balls. His ground ball rate is down this season, low as it's ever been. His expected ERA. So if you think his 491 ERA is bad, his expected ERA is 795. Jesus Christ. So again. It's just, I don't know how to fix them. If I knew how to fix them, I would have a job in some pitching, uh, some pitching coach somewhere in the big leagues, but I can't do that. So, um, yeah, for me, it's like, I'll look at some release point stuff with him, kind of where the pitches are finishing as well. Like it was a big Jose Brios thing was all of his pitches are just hard of the plate. There's a yeah. pitch metric called heart percentage of how much is in the middle of the zone. And I'm going to do a nice little dive on Alec Manoa's right here. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's not it's not good. I know it's still early. Hopefully he'll bounce back. But you see this all the time though, right, Ave, where these guys, these young stars come out firing their first year, they're like Cy Young candidates, all that type of stuff. Then the league type kind of figures them out and they turn into not bums, but they just they're they're never the same after, right? That's usually like that happens a lot, especially in baseball. So it's it's not out of the realm of possibilities here for Alec Manoa for sure. Yeah, so his his stuff plus is 92, 22nd percentile. His command plus 96 percentile, or uh, is 96. That's the 13th percentile. His pitching plus, which takes a bunch of other things into account, 88, uh, 7th percentile, man. It's just it's just not good enough. There, Yeah, there's a lot of balls missing over the middle of the plate as well. Uh, on his sinker, he has a hard percentage of 31%, so every three sinkers, uh, balls in the middle of the plate. The slider's pretty good, and the four seam, 30% as well, hard of the plate. Yeah, not great. Not great. But we let's talk about the offense, man. That offense, this team just claws back, man. And I know today you got the feeling with the bottom of the order, obviously, just cat shit. We'll talk about that in a second here. But 
this team's never out. And it just it all starts with guys in the nine hole like Kevin Kiermeyer, who has the ability to continue to get on base for those guys that are top of the order. George Springer, Bo, Vladdy, Chappy, Varsho. It all starts with Kiermaier, man. Once that leadoff guy hits, the game continues to go. Kevin Kiermaier is kind of that second leadoff guy, man, that just continues to get on base, continues to hit singles, and continues to do the gritty stuff for the Toronto Blue Jays, man. It's 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 made a drastic change, and when he's not in the lineup, you saw what happened today. Hot, terrible, terrible. Yeah, your nine guy being your spark plugs kind of fucked. Like not great, but I'm happy with everything he's done. Like, um. The war he's put up right now, based on the money he's getting paid, is probably one of the best bang for your buck contracts to start this season. Um, besides some guys who are on rookie deals, obviously he's been awesome, man. Defensively too, just doing the little things. And then you you see him last night. You get a bunt down in a spot in extra innings as well. It's just doing. I know it's such a cliche old man thing to say, doing the little things, and he does them well. He does them with energy, and it helps his team a lot. Yeah, yeah. and we saw it like he. He was one of the reasons why the Jays won that game. I mean, gets the bunt down, runner goes to third, Chappie hits a or uh Springer. Oh, it's a yeah, Springer hits a single up the middle. So at the end of the day, man, he's just doing all that type of stuff. But I do want to talk about the bottom of the order. We'll talk about Gossman. Gossman's just Gossman. Well, we, we'll we gotta about... talk about the catch of Kevin Kiermeyer. Oh, oh my god. Was it, that it's not... like... So do you think that catch was better than the Kevin Pilar? left field catch no because kevin pillar climbed the wall right where he went like leg leg like he went climb climb and then reached over kevin kiermeyer was like really cool but it's a shorter wall it's eight feet which isn't really that high but and not discounting that catch catch of the year by far i think that's i think that's going to go down as the best catch toronto blue i mean unless he does another one like that which I, he definitely will he almost did the night after so um. Yeah. I mean, that catch was insane. What do you think, Jared? Do you think that Kevin Kiermaier catch was the was better than the Pilar one? Am I kind of bad? Am I, am I dumb for that take? Uh, no, I don't think you're dumb. Like the Kevin Pilar one was was uh that was that was a tough catch because like the wall was was obviously bigger and he timed it. Um. Oh, they're both great catches, but I, I would think have the Pilar to say, one is better too. Yeah, I think the Pilar one's better, but. If Kiermaier was going full speed, like he was timing it up. Yes. Like if he was going full speed and made that grab, I think it's a better catch. Like if he's not even hesitating and he just jumps over and grabs it um, because he did have time in the sense of like when you're when you rewatch it, like he slowed down, he could time it up. It looked and like it jumped. was tiger vision happening. He was just yeah. waiting. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the polar but- one is so sick. Him. I think He's so uh, high in the air when he catches the ball. There was almost a cold takes expose on me on that what? catch. I think okay. So earlier in the year, we said there's going to be a. You guys said there's going to be a bunch of uh, over the wall catches in center. Yeah, and I said that's extremely rare to have a ball that like barely crosses and then there's a catch. I'm almost certain I said that. I don't know if I said it on the pod or on the side. And then fucking second inning of the year at home, it happens. It was the first, I thought. Second, I think. Second. Oh, okay. Yeah. First time yeah. second. I was hit, like, you is... have to be fucking kidding me that this happened because it is rare. Like someone's got to hit it dead center and like just over the fence where it's enough to rob it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you but think yeah, no. uh, 
the dimensions for the field, I know obviously um, you're going to need multiple years of data to realize it, how a park plays compared to the other major league parks. Opening day, roof closed. It was Coors Field North. <laughs> five guys, five different. Those balls, the Bo Bichette one, just the other way, and then Kevin Kiermaier onto the little platform there. I I was praying for Alec Manoa and Chris Bassett. I was praying for Kevin Gosman, FIP regression just out the window because he's just going to give up a ton of home runs. I will I, say this. Couldn't believe my eyes. I will say that I do not know the advanced data if those balls would it dong at other places. Just my dumb brain was like, that ball got out way too fast. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I don't care if it's would it dong, none of that stuff. It's like he just hit it and it's it's already out. That's my thing where I'm like, is that a dog? Is that a, out at the other Rogers Center or did it just take a little bit longer to get out? That's where I'm at with it because Kirk's got out in half a second. Yeah. And that would have been gone mm-hmm. last. It would, but I'm just all saying the, just all the, the wooded dong things look like it was 16 out of 30 type thing. Yeah. It no, just you, maybe no, my... uni- no unicorns, which is nice. You don't want to see that. Yeah. You definitely don't want to see that. It's just, yeah, I think it's maybe the walls being lower. The ball looks further. Maybe that's just our dumb baseball brain going at it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. That game was that game ruled. Nice little comeback win for the comeback kids. Um, and then yesterday, Kevin Gossman. This guy has to be sick to his stomach, right? I mean, the guy goes, the guy gets eleven strikeouts, gives up two runs, and was in line for the loss. I mean, fuck, he can't catch a break. His record being one and one with like a sub two ERA is the most sickening shit ever. Yeah, that's why wins should be abolished. Wins and losses. Seriously. Seriously. Be abolished. Because the old the old head Mike Wilner idiots are gonna be like, uh, well, he was he was eight and eleven this year, but by far had the best numbers. But God, yeah, it sucks when you know your best is on the mound and you just don't put up the uh the numbers for him while he's pitching, especially when you go eight inning. It's like, hey, how do you win this game? Your guy doesn't get the win. It's just like it's unfortunate, let me look at it, but it's awesome to see him pitch well again. He's the ace of this team. His splitter is the most insane pitch. I tweeted I would fuck his splitter, and I stand by that. It's I don't know how people because the thing is, right, Ave, especially as hitters, it's so deceiving because one, you don't want to get rung up on a low fastball that's just right down, like literally right down Broadway. And two, it, the 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 splitter looks like it's a fastball going low and then just falls off a table. It's insane what this guy does with that splitter. I don't know how people hit it. I don't know how people even touch it. People swing at it a ton out of the zone, which makes him so good, which is why last season he threw the most forcing fastball strikes of any pitcher in baseball because he can just sneak them by you. You're expecting splitter. Looks very similar. Okay, here's 96 top of the zone. You have no chance to hit that. You're just going to take it pretty much every time. He's so good. The splitter, him being able to get those swings and misses is what makes him so good and they're out of the zone it's like a roy holiday type thing he would always get people it felt like to swing on pitches out of the zone to get people mm-hmm. out and it just hasn't happened for some of the other guys here what a steal of a contract that kevin goss one is i i would double it i would double it i would double it to sign him again he is he is special man and he's just a baller like he's a gritty gritty pitcher that will get out of shit you know John Schneider is not saying shit to him about coming out of mm-hmm. a game. He's saying, I'm staying in this motherfucker. Except, obviously, the wildcard game last year. But <laughs> um, he is saying that, though. Like, he's the alpha in that pitcher-pitcher room, obviously. Yeah, now um, now after the wildcard game happened, it's 
Kev, like we're gonna we'll listen to you. Like if you're good, yes, you can go as as it should be, as it should be, as it should be. So just awesome, man. And it's 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 uh it this bullpen has been special too. And I I keep getting on it with Twitter with Blue Jays dad. This bullpen is ninth ranked in baseball, ninth ranked in baseball. So stop this little stupid stigma that the Toronto Blue Jays bullpen sucks. Oh, Johnny, how's the bullpen now, buddy? How's that little precious bullpen? The bullpen is ninth ranked in baseball and the starting pitching is 19th. So I I, I don't know if you're complaining about the bullpen, you better fucking complain about the starting pitching because Jose Barrios and Chris Bass is still his ERA over seven. Let's not ignore that. He's he was great tonight. He was great as last start. His ERA is still over seven. Jose Barrios ERA is an infinity. Kikuchi's ERA is obviously high now. It's and Manoa's ERA is high now too. It's like all of them. It's the bullpen that has saved this team a lot of the time. And someone's gonna have to fucking say it, and I'll be the guy that says it because this bullpen is awesome. Garcia, Swanson, Romano, bang, 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 and Zach Pop. Zach Pop was throwing bowling balls on Tuesday. Hey, mm-hmm. if we were watching that, it was I, I his uh he made pitching ninja a lot. And that's that's crazy for a guy that's like a low end, not a low end, but like not as a popular reliever on the Toronto Blue Jays. So much horizontal run on that pitch that he throws. It's and it's hard too. So it would be nice to get more strikeouts from him. It's kind of weird that he doesn't get more whiffs on the stuff because it looks great. But no, I the bullpen's fine. It's it's always how they are used is how they should be determined and how things will go all the time, right? Um, you put them in bad spots, they're going to pitch poorly. You put them in good spots, you find a way, they're going to pitch well. So finding that is a nice little uh, – need a nice little bounce. I'll go one. I have to circle back Kevin Gosman's splitter. They swung at it 24 times, and they whiffed on it 14, 58% whiff rate. Jesus Christ. That's not normal. That's not really normal, not nor- people you're, listening. You're witnessing That's- greatness when you when you watch Kevin Gosman step on the mound. We 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 truly are, and we're lucky to have that guy to just who's, turn everything so, around. Bullpen wise, for you guys, who's been your like the nicest surprise? You think Swanson for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be Swanson. I didn't realize he could run it up as fast as he does. I thought he was like a finesse guy, and I know his numbers might not be as good this year. Let me pull it up. I don't know what Swanson's doing. But it just he he's uh he's just his stuff looks so much better than I expected it to be, especially having more years of control on him. And you know the Jays weren't going to resign Teo. It's a I mean mm-hmm. it's two eight four ERA, six innings, seven punches, a port a point nine five whip. Been great, man. He's been really good, and and him being so good kind of minimizes how dog shit Anthony Bass is right now. Mm-hmm. That's another reason. Like Anthony Bass owes Eric Swanson a, like a, a dinner. Because Eric Swanson has saved Bass's ass with just not having to throw Bass in high leverage situations. Don't disagree with that at all. You like mm-hmm. you're you're in on Swanson too, Jer. Yeah, I, he lo- he looks really good, and I think that I'm I'm surprised. I was kind of worried coming in on what he would be like, but obviously the uh, front office really liked him trading Teo for him. So yeah, I've been definitely uh, impressed by what I've seen so far from him. He doesn't look phased. He seems like he's got a big set of yeah. nuts on him. Yeah. Just absolutely doesn't care at all. So, Who's your A's? Um, I just think Jimmy Garcia is so good again. Oh, God, he's so good. And him running up his fastball, getting the velo up there as well. He hit 99 on opening day. It's one of the better fastballs in baseball. It was last year we talked about. That's why his nickname is Jimmy Heaters. We, d- we did that. That's what mm-hmm. we came up with. 
he just throws that fastball faster than fucking it is good man so it's good to see him good again and then jordan romano is just solid one obviously one blow up this year which wasn't great but Works out, man. I'm, I do I'm, like I'm, the moves his front office made. They're really looking smart. Trevor here Richards, there's no need for him to play on this team again. Um, so I don't know what. Call to up Jay Jackson. Call but up Jay Jackson. But it's one guy that shouldn't be playing on this team. It's not three or four guys who aren't deserving. So yeah, all in all, I I'm not too mad at it. I'm gonna keep the same energy though, man. If you want Trevor Richards gone, you got to start. People got to start holding Anthony Bass accountable. This guy has been fucking terrible. Absolutely a embarrassment to this team, Anthony Bass has been. I'm gonna pull up his stats. Yeah, I wanted you to go through his game logs because I don't know if I thought he was been, he's been no, he's bad. been terrible this year. His ERA is 675. Um he has he's given up three runs in five innings in uh, the month of April. How many walks? Two walks, a home run. Yeah, he I mean 675 ERA. There's like there's not much more to say about it. He's He's made one, two, three, four, five, six, six appearances, and he's given up a run in three out of those six appearances. For a relief pitcher, that just can't fucking happen. Plain and simple. And he has been terrible. Opponent average of 300 this year. I I don't know what else to say. I mean, that's... Average exit velocity against 7th percentile, hard hit percentage, 6th percentile. Expected batting average, 5th percentile. It just, he hasn't looked good. His whiff rate's okay, but strikeout's just aren't there compared to last year yeah yeah he has if you, good. if you do the, if you guys like the baseball savant looks the difference between 2022 and 23 very different uh um, yeah let's look at fastball velocity wise he better yeah. figure it the fuck out because i'm telling you what jimmy garcia is my seventh inning guy eric swanson's my eight and romano's my nine and i'll tell you what i said this on the stream Abe. zach pop is oh is overshadowing anthony bass for me his stuff is disgusting dude disgusting and by the way, his nickname is not tfishmlb.com, so stop that. What <laughs> the fuck is tfish? Who who called him that? Who whose nickname is that? Anthony Bass, tfish. <laughs> Wh- what? That that has uh yeah, that has the stink of LK on it for sure. Yeah, LK is Mr. Seeds. <laughs> Mr. Seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been bad, man. Anthony Bass has been terrible and uh but listen, this team's in a good spot considering how bad a lot of these guys have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, this bottom of the order, Avery, can you pull up those stats you uh, read out? Because they're obviously a little bit changed now. And Anthony I don't know Bass can... went to Wayne State. Yeah, D2 in Michigan. No, it's not Michigan. That's uh, Nebraska. No, it's not. He went to the one in Michigan. Did he? Yeah. His baseball savant says he went to the one in Nebraska. No, he went to the one in Dearborn, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. So what, what, what was that stat? Because let's talk about the lineup now. And I'm going to say it. I'm a Jano guy. I will say this. He has been absolutely fucking dog shit at the plate. And I'll say it. I'll hold my guys accountable. He can't hit to save his life right now. Him and Espinal and Biggio to the moon. Those three guys, no idea. Did I say Espinal? Yeah, Espinal to the moon. No idea what those three guys are doing. What was that stat you read, Avery? Because I want you to pull that up and just maybe give that to the people just so they can have a little bit of an understanding. Yeah, I did the... The rankings for the Jays league-wide for hitters one to four in the lineup and then seven through nine. Obviously, you're missing two spots in the lineup there, but I kind of wanted to hammer home the fact that this is a top-heavy lineup and seven through nine in the order where last year it was really good seven through nine. This season, it's just been super top-heavy. So 
The Jays ranks in all of baseball for hitters one through four in the lineup. Weighted runs created plus of 169 is second. Their weighted on base average of 414 is second, and their on base plus slugging is 957, which is third. And then you go seven through nine in the order. They have a weighted runs created plus of 57, which is 25th in the league, a weighted on base average of 250. 25th in the league and an OPS of 569, which is 25th in the league. So bottom of the order production, these this team is winning games, being good offensively, being carried by their top four, top five guys. And, and you have and you have Kevin Kiermeyer yes. in there as well, making those numbers good. I bet if we were able to self-select Kevin Kiermeyer out of that set of data, it would probably last be place. Probably. No, it'd be last place. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Espinal is hitting half of his body weight, 0.083. I said that on the stream as well. Jansen, I think, has one hit. I want to say two Glasses hits. Glasses are foggy. Glasses are foggy. Um, I, I don't know. They got to be better. <laughs> and Espinal, pack your shit, buddy. If you if you're hitting like this, pack your shit because Addison Barger is coming up. Dude's hitting 300, raking, can play everywhere. That's a guy that you're gonna want at the bottom of the Toronto Blue Jays lineup. That's gonna wreak fucking havoc. And I'm in on it. I'm in on the Addison Barger train. Everyone is, obviously, but maybe give him a little more reps in AAA. Let this team get through it. But yeah, it's. I thought, uh, we, were gonna, I thought we were gonna have three good second basemen. Turns out we have zero. Jano's one for twenty-two. Not a great start. Not a great start. Not a great start at all. And uh, yeah, so the bottom of the lineup. It's crazy to think the Toronto Blue Jays are seven and or eight and five. I want to say. Um. With their with their lineup being yeah they're eight and five with this lineup being this bad, <laughs> like the bottom half of the lineup being this bad, it goes to show you how 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 much heavy lifting Chapsticks Guerrero Bichette and Varsho have been doing. It really goes to show. So, I don't know. I just don't know where I, I it, it, they got. If once they start hitting though, you you said that in your tweet though, right, Avery? Once they start hitting, yeah, it's over. lineup it's it's over. It's Jover. It's it, it's it's going to be obviously terror dome. So, um, another guy I want to talk about in the series on another team is uh, Javi Bias. This dude looks like what I can say is he looks like that married couple that is divorced but still living together, waiting for the house to get sold to move out. That just despise each other. That put forth no effort into doing anything for the house, anything for each other. Don't give a flying fuck about each other. That is what Javi Baez is playing baseball. Today, the guy, uh, pop up to right field to George Springer. Javi Baez is at third with less than two outs. Goes back to the bag and just stays on it. Doesn't even tag. Doesn't even try to draw a throw. Just stays there. Another one, clear cut pop up to center field. Javi Baez runs to third stays there doesn't even make an attempt to get back to second and get doubles du- gets doubled up and gets taken out of the game i can't believe this dude is making money him and burrios are family i think we've said that before send both those dudes to mars what the fuck what are we doing did you get to see that jr yeah i mean Baez's career has gone to shit i mean the <laughs> fact that he was just like had that absurd year with the cubs yeah. And now he's just like, it's crazy, but it is terrible. And that contract is brutal. So that might be the only contract worse than Barrios's contract right now. <laughs> so it's, uh, I mean, I would not want Baez on my team. 
Ever. Like, ever. Ever. At least Barrios, I will say this. At least Barrios cares when he's not doing well. Right? He looks like he's pissed. He's sad. All that well, type of stuff. That's you say. That's you say cares. As well. Yeah, that's you say cares. But Barrios does care too. I will say that. Baez doesn't give a fuck. He just yeah. is just a punk. He's a punk motherfucker. That's what he is. He's just a punk. So it's I, I had to bring that up because this base running this series was terrible. I mean, <laughs> Vladdy has no idea what he's doing. We got guys. It, it was uh, the most Toronto Blue Jays tie versus Detroit Tigers series ever. Just shades of Marcus Simeon two hopping a throw to first, causing the Jays to fucking miss the playoffs by one game. I, I don't know if you guys remember that. That, that. That's what this series was. So it was just crazy. But let's go into the winners and losers of the series. Uh, I'll start off with you, Jay, or, or Avery. Sorry. Um, Corona, probably. That lounge looks awesome. Great Fine love, man. Yeah. JR? Winner is, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jordan on Twitter for uh, doing the doing the hot dog challenge. I, I got I I to take on that. Yeah. I got to take on that. <laughs> you know, she got, got some good PR. She got some great PR. I understand she got a good PR, but if it was us, we five. would be... She said she did one hot dog. She said she was going to do five hot dogs, JR. Listen, I'm a Jordan guy. We're all Jordan guys. We're a Jordan podcast. Yeah. We're holding her accountable. You say you're going to do five fucking hot dogs? You better do five fucking hot dogs, not just one, and get all of the clout for it. If we did that, could you imagine the flack that we would get if we, for one, said we were going to get tattoos, whatever, we just, far, we just never, we got the fucking, the stamp on tattoos. That's pretty much what she did. I hate yeah, to say it. That's so what she did. I, d- I won't give her her flowers till we get the other four hot dogs done. Yes. Once as soon I as see, that happens, yeah. I'll retweet it. I'll be happy. Yeah, I'll show love to it. I'll acknowledge it all that. And I will say, like I said, I'm a Jordan guy. I just, you can't be, you can't be getting flowers for something not, you didn't do. That's like saying you ran the New York marathon and you ran half a mile. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cause five hot dogs is a lot. And by the way, did these new stations that covered it realize she only ate one hot dog? Like they're just covering someone eating one hot dog. Did they realize that? Or am I, am I brain? Am I crazy for thinking that? Maybe she ate more than one hot dog. That's all. No, I she ate one. She ate one. I, I watched it. I, I watched all of it. I, I looked at her Twitter. She ate one hot dog. So eight JR's a simp. Someone write that down. <laughs> JR's giving flowers. <laughs> You, you just you got a whole that was great account. for brand awareness though man shout out to her for that no she she got the clicks pl- got... it was a good brand play guys it, it was, was a great, great and jr is a brand guy so it is but i just guy. like i said that's like us doing the nine beer hot nine hot dog challenge and just leaving in the third inning yeah that's that's what that is well actually we, math we also, wise we hold ourselves accountable because we wouldn't have anyone there but it, people would be pissed but if we didn't hold ourselves accountable no one would yeah, so that's where it started. Lead from the front, gate fourteen. My, I have two winners this week. One of my winners is obviously I, I fuck, I, I hate is Bo Bichette. He makes that. He makes awesome. He's he made a lot of good plays in the infield, off balance throws. Made that play that Vladdy saved him on. Obviously, whatever. He looked great. And then my other winner is a future lady out there that's going to be falling in love with Avery at the Corona Lounge. That's <laughs> yeah. my other winner. Is uh, I'm pumped for. I mean, if we're not getting married at the Corona Lounge. Send it back. Send it the I fuck don't, back. I don't want that shit. 
should that should that be the name of this uh, episode or is that free ads? Yeah, it's free ads. Uh, free ads. I can talk to Labat. <laughs> <laughs> By tomorrow morning when this episode drops, we, I we think can, we can put stars over the O's of Corona. I think it should. No, you know what it should be called, Avery? We found love in a hopeless place. <laughs> that's a long title. Gonna, that's a long. Uh, that's title. a long title. It's gonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna, whatever. We'll we'll figure something out. But uh, yeah, that's my winners. Let's go on your losers, Avery. What, what, what's a loser? Um, you say Kikuchi's translator from last season. Oh. Didn't, yeah, didn't, rest in piss, bozo. Didn't realize if, he wasn't here anymore. And if they, nothing happened to you, nothing, rest in piss. If nothing, yeah. yeah hopefully, you. hopefully you're healthy and safe. But I didn't know he was gone. And then the U of T uh, third base coach is now Yusei's translator. <laughs> And he's like, he's like a Mets 18 new coach as well. So shout out to that guy. That's an awesome job. <laughs> that He was a teacher. I, he quit his job. <laughs> I will say this. Is that the best job? Embrace debate. Is that the best job on the planet? One. Yes. You, okay. Easy answer. One. You don't do any work. No. You literally just, you, t- you get paid to talk. <clears throat> One. That's what you do. Two. You travel with the entire team everywhere they go, no matter what. Your five star hotel, private or like uh, chartered planes, on like the best food on the planet, and you just you don't have work. There's no stress of this job, and you besides- have no, you have no um, like goals, like nothing to hit. No, like they're what are they going to count? Yeah, what are they going to say to you? You you didn't translate well enough. The he didn't understand you. I guess that's the only thing, and the only the way- only high pressure situation would be if there was like bases loaded and Pete Walker had to come talk to him, and he's got to come running, and he's got to <laughs> translate. But it's his language, and though. He understands. Goes, something goes sideways, and he by action translates something wrong. You say throws one right down the middle, <laughs> grand slam, walk off. That's the only way things are getting sideways. Okay, yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. I didn't think about that. That's the JR difference, but um, I think bullpen I- catcher's close second to translator. No bullpen, bullpen catcher. You have to do stuff though, because my good friend throw jo- it back, right? We've all known no. That's not no, no. It's not that issues. Jr. So, so my friend Jordan Comedina is the bullpen catcher for the Pirates, and he says before every single game, he's the guy that goes over um, the pitch plans with the pitchers because they work oh. on it in the bullpen. So okay. he's the guy. He it's him, the pitching coach, the catcher, and the pitcher before every game. They go over that stuff together. So he is actually like. They actually have a role as a bullpen catcher. It's not just catch the balls behind the plate. So there's more stuff. So, so the translator is definitely that. What I picture with the translator is is that like walk a flock of video when he's singing in the train, like this <laughs> the hand sign language girl is just going bananas. He thinks she's dancing, and he and he's just like pointing. Yeah, that's her. That's yeah. it, it's just it's the a best dream job. job for that guy because he's a baseball guy too. I would always think they just weren't baseball guys, but I guess you have to really decipher kind of the slang to really know uh and translate it to so congrats to him that's that's the best maybe that should have been the winner of this week i don't know but uh yeah that's a good that's a good loser as you say his old translator rest in piss uh jared what's yours my loser my loser is probably our boy danny jansen hate to see it not not great hate to see it not great Never want to put him in one of these categories but it's uh we got to hope for something here. A miracle? It's unfortunate because Kirk uh, grades out as the better defensive catcher, right? So <laughs> Yeah, have... that that is actually – that's wild. That so is if Jano's not hitting, 
Yeah. He's I, I mean, I you know. could tell like what is wrong? Like, what is wrong with Jansen and his framing abilities? Like, he just can't frame huge, the low pitches. It's been a huge talk. Which is Kurt, which is what Kirk is really good at. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, it sucks. But uh my loser of this week, it, I like I said, we talked about him earlier, is just uh Anthony Bass. The most underwhelming bounce back from the good year he had last year. It's like he left his the Monstars took his pitching abilities in the wild card series, and he just never got it back because he is getting hit hard like a motherfucker, uh, j- just giving up runs, which is something he never did last year. Obviously, sub two ERA. It's uh, I, he's been terrible. So that's my loser of this week. So let, let's go into the race stuff. And I want to say this. So tomorrow, um, we tweeted it from our account, uh, Gate fourteen. We will. This is an awesome event, guys. This is a cool event. I saw the lineup is massive for it, which sucks, but it rightfully so. Obviously, I hate to say it, rightfully so. Um, we'll be at Stack tomorrow. I'm gonna get pull up the address. Um, where is it? I think yeah, Stack so Market is the name. It, we'll be at Stack Market tomorrow around five o'clock. So what it is is it's uh it's with the score bet. What you what you what you do is you come in with an old sports jersey, no matter what jersey, doesn't matter. A old sports jersey and fifteen dollars, and you get a brand new Toronto Blue Jays custom jersey. I don't know how they make money off this. It's with the Blue Jays Care Foundation, but it's it's a crazy concept. I think Am they I right? shut it down by two o'clock today. There were so many people. Yeah, yeah. With Jr., I mean, maybe a business guy. How how does this make sense logistically? I mean, good for one, them. One. Good for them. There's just like. There is no making money on this play. Like there is f- physically, but how no. can you give away so many jerseys though? Because it's the Blue Jays. It's their jerseys. They just don't. It's it's an opening day weekend activation. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, they wouldn't. They're the point is to raise money for the foundation, and then you're giving back the jerseys. Which my guess is they're not burning them. My guess is they're probably giving it away to like people who who could might want them well the i'm giving away a jesse winker reds jersey have you guys so what jersey are you picking because i've had ideas in my head that have been pretty wild i would love to hear what your ideas i would love to hear where you're at with this okay big dick rick jersey wow wow yes that's a really good one but would you put tiedemann on the back or big dick tiedemann I mean, that would be. I can't ask. Yeah, them you can't. You can't. You can't ask them to do that. But that would be sick. So you're gonna. So you're gonna go big dick Rick. You're gonna go Ricky Tiedemann. That's a good one. That's a guy that's gonna yeah. be here for a I'm while. I'm addicted so. to the thought of having a funny one. Like you say, you have to get used. I was You've thinking already pretty to hard. Like Charlie Montoyo, 25. <laughs> <laughs> but Abe, you gotta go. You say, bro. I know. I know. Dude, I was thinking it would Mitch actually White. be funny to get a John Steiner jersey. <laughs> yeah. I for me, it's between Mitch White or you say Kikuchi. It's got to be you say, man. I just want to pay. I just want to thank the guys who came on the show to have one of their jerseys. So I I will have a Kikuchi jersey almost guaranteed. Oh, that's going to be awesome for Saturday, man. That's going to be so sick. I'm going to do Luplo, obviously. I told him I'd get a jersey for him. So that's um, the best you don't even have to pay for. (laughs) Yeah. Now I don't have to buy an actual Luplo jersey. Our our listener of the year slash under suspension slash. He's probation. our camera guy tomorrow, Tyler Mack. T-Mac. He's probably wait. Does he gets a jersey too? That's I yeah. think we need to, we need to pick his player. Yeah, that's yeah, the only should. option. Yeah, we, we have to should. pick his. And you know who we're gonna get? What jersey we're gonna get? T Mac, Jose Barrios. He's gonna be rocking a Jose Barrios tarp. 
and just in the absolute mud, rocking literally the worst pitcher on the team. Or Trevor Richards. <laughs> we tell him to get a Trevor Richards. Trip. We gotta I think, get. I think Mesa might horrible. be Tim Mesa might be good too. Tim Mesa. <laughs> Tim Mesa would be funny. Luis or Romero. we could do like an Anthony Banda one from last year. Oh my god! I think it's just players on the roster though. I, I could be wrong because they might already have all the nameplates of all the players, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, they the nameplate. I keep thinking they're going to be Walmart quality jerseys. No, they're going to be legit. I've seen yeah. some. You see some of the videos. The, the customization stack. part is what was like. It's a replica customized. Is like it's not really a thing. True. Yeah. So, so I, well, shadow right because you don't back. customize like a sti- like you, it would be pressless a sticker, but and uh, the replicas they give away for like those giveaways right like they're also the no, not not the jays giveaways but the like actual replicas like which what we gave to our fan mm-hmm. uh when we like first started was like that's a real jersey it's a sick jersey so yeah. i hope it's that but uh yeah we'll see what happens with that so we will be there tomorrow at stock market at around five o'clock maybe even earlier i don't know um i do feel like a dickhead that we're going to be passing the line but Suck it, I guess. I don't know. Get in the content game. Grow up. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be the first thing. So we'll, we'll be pumping out content for you guys there. Um, let's go into the series. So tomorrow we got Jose Brios versus Drew Rasmussen, a guy with an infinity ERA facing a guy with a zero ERA, 13 innings pitched, two hits or three hits. I, the Jays <laughs> are winning this game, right? They're going to do it. <laughs> They're going to win this game, right? There's there's no reason for them to win, and that's exactly why they're going to win. <laughs> the most Blue Jays thing of all time will happen tomorrow. So we've already touched on it. We've touched on Barrios. Um, yeah, the Jays the are winning tomorrow. The fact that we get Kikuchi, Josh Fleming is <laughs> that's yeah. going to be a barn burner. <laughs> that's going to be a horrible. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is it a, is Josh have like Fleming a, a lefty? Because we might get a Luplo day. Yeah, yeah. Josh okay, Fleming we might be lefty. getting a Luplo day Saturday. Fuck yeah. yeah I don't, don't want to see Luplo back in there against uh, McClanahan on Sunday. Oh. But we lose that McClanahan oh. start for sure. Yeah, so the Jays are losing on Sunday. Let's make that yeah. as abundantly clear as possible. That's a guaranteed L, which is fine. Um, we just got to get two. We got to get Friday, Saturday against uh, I'll, Drew. I'll say we go two and one. Wow. Really? Okay. Wow. Avery's going positive. positive Avery's going two and one. What are you saying, Jr.? Saying one and two. One and two. One and two. Okay. I'm gonna go. Yeah, one and two. They went on Saturday. Or sorry, Friday. They went on Friday. They went on Friday. Saturday, Kuchi Corner. You know what? Positive vibes. They go two and one. Fuck it. They win Kuchi Corner. They win Barrios dead. That's what's gonna happen. Um. Yeah, we like we're gonna try to keep these episodes short on Thursday, so that's that that should be by it far there, our but... longest one in a while too. <laughs> what? It's by far our longest one in a while. <laughs> this podcast? No, the last one was an hour ten. This is fifty minutes. Really? Yeah, I sent you the link. Yeah, I, I sent you the was... link an hour ago. I thought it was longer too. Yeah, yeah no, it's yeah. fifty minutes. But uh, yeah, so anyways, we'll see you guys Kikuchi Corner Saturday, two o'clock outside gate fourteen. Let's get the entire gang, all the Master Gators, out there together. We love you guys. First come, first serve on the K signs. Yeah, there might only be ten of them if we can only make ten. So get there early. (laughs) And if we're not there, we apologize. Yeah, but uh, as always, man, thank you guys for listening. Tune in for the stuff. I'm excited for the Kikuchi Corner vlog. Having a camera guy just follow the boys around. It's gonna be sick. 
And uh, yeah, see you ever, see all you guys Saturday at Coochie Corner, man. Let's have a fucking weekend, everyone, huh? The sun's shining. It's hot. It's nice out. Let's fucking go. Let's fall in love with the Corona roof, rooftop patio. Why not?